the hits of the 60s, 70s, and 80s on Kane 107.5. Welcome back to Kane Radio. I think we've solved our problem here yep, on the air. And uh, with that, uh, welcome back to the show. Coach, you know, just a, a tough loss uh, last yep. Friday up in Baton Rouge. Panthers played well in the first half and have an opportunity losing uh, down 14-7, to had uh, third quarter, get a little drive going, yep. and then a pick six uh, pretty much. And that Panthers uh, stall out, just can't get another bo- uh, score on the board. Yeah, um, you know, it was a uh, it was a great environment. Uh, you know, my best friend is the DC over there at Parkview, and we were able to set this uh, week two game up. And you know, I knew it was going to be a tough opponent for us going in there. Um, you know, for me, you know, going from last Friday to this Friday, the biggest thing was I wanted to see our kids, you know, play forty eight minutes of football, and I think they did just that. Um, you know, going before uh, really our first drive, right? We, we we started the game again. You know, hot defensively, we got a big interception. Um, we're methodically moving down the field. We got the great ball and, and plus field position. We had gone for an early uh, third down and short play. We ran a quarterback sneak. We picked it up. We get back into another uh, series of an offense, and we get into a fourth down situation, a fourth and two. Uh, we ran with a quarterback, uh, basically a quarterback sweep. We we had numbers to it. Didn't do a great job, obviously, blocking it. They made a huge play on the backside with uh, their best player, number two. Plays linebacker and running back for him. Kids, uh, he's the real deal. Um, stopped us there. You know, not getting points in that situation, obviously, was disappointing. Um, we knew we had a we had a formation that we, we felt like we had them misaligned, and we had it. We just didn't execute it well. But, you know, probably putting three on the board right there would have definitely helped from a momentum standpoint. But, you know, we, 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 we pressed it, and, uh, you know, obviously we didn't come away with that fourth down. But um, with that being said, you know, they wound up scoring, I think, on the next drive, make it 7 nothing. Uh, and then later in the second half, um, they scored again. And then, you know, we found a way. Bennett Woodring, you know, Jaden Mitchell had the first interception. Um, and then Bennett Woodring, sophomore, uh, both sophomores had the second interception. Got the ball, I think, on the plus 45-ish or so. Uh, Javon Brown had a big run. Um, Denim Mason had a couple nice runs. And then, uh, man, we took a shot in the end zone to Chris Green, and Luke Landry found him, and uh, Chris caught it. And so we got Panthers went on the board 14-7. Man, you could just feel the momentum shifting. Uh, we come out of the gate hot in the second half, man. We get the ball. You know, so we're down 14-7. Uh, like you said, we sustained a drive, tried a middle screen. Um, you know, we say this to our quarterbacks, don't make a bad play worse. They had, you know, we, we didn't block it well, but they had it covered well throw the ball at the feet, live the fight another day, punt it and make them drive, you know, 80 yards or so. Obviously, we threw it, um, and they picked it off, and they returned it. And that was pretty much that was pretty much it for them and for us, you know, yeah. on the offensive side. Uh, we settled in defensively. Uh, they settled in defensively. We had some, you know, we had, we had some times where we were moving the ball, um, but just really couldn't put a drive together and get back into the end zone. But, you know, I think, um, you know, what we showed in terms of the growth, right, they like to, you know, everybody likes to see what's the growth between week one to week two. I think we showed tremendous growth in terms of a team um, competing for 48 minutes, playing in a, I'm going to say a hostile environment, but a, uh, a, a, um, a traditional environment of, I mean, it's an intimidating factor when you walk up and you see all the state championship, you know, 
post, uh, you know, 2010, 2002, 2000, you know, whatever they were in the semifinals and state runner-ups. And uh, it's just a great venue over there. And so I thought our kids handled that very well, um, especially for being such a young team. So really proud of the way that we played. I uh, wish we could have came up on the winning side, obviously. But, um, you know, we knew it was a tall task walking in there. But I thought we competed our, our butts off. And, uh, you know, we, we play on a short week. And now we get to travel to Erath to go play the Bobcats. And, you know, they're coming off a nice win against North Vermilion. Um, so we're looking forward to, to playing that game and, you know, hopefully getting our first victory of the season. Uh, with regards to that number two, that's Micah Johnson, too, I think is the name of that young yes. man who returned that uh, touchdown uh, interception for a touchdown and uh, kind of was the end of the scoring uh, of the uh, third mm-hmm. quarter in the game. Uh, yep. so they scored with about uh, a little over seven minutes left to go in the third quarter. Did After that took place, uh, uh, I know you had the one turnover with regards to the interception. Uh, yep. I, I see on the sad page there was another turnover. Was Where was that uh, part of the game, the fumble that took place? Can you recall? Um, that's a good question. They show they show yeah, the Panthers I don't, I don't, with a yeah, – both teams know. had two turnovers. Yeah, and, I, don't, uh, I don't remember the fumble. Um, and, and Catholic guy had two interceptions. You, they were both sophomores, you yeah, said? Both so, yeah, both sophomores on the interception. I'm drawing a blank on the fumble. Um, okay. It might have been just an exchange issue. Okay. Um, obviously, I mean, points didn't come off of it, so that was yeah. great defensively. Um, you know, I thought – I thought overall, you know, from, you know, a defensive standpoint, I definitely thought we played well. You know, the biggest thing was we just gave up explosive plays. I mean, you can just see the, the difference in the yards per play. We were 3.2. They were 7 yards. Um, you know, we had 56 yards of pass, and they had 141. Again, most of that came off of one or two plays. It wasn't like it was a sustainable 141 yards. Uh, and the same with the Russian. You know, they finished with 124 yards of rushing on 24 attempts. Uh, you know, we were at 43 attempts uh, compared to their 24 uh, you know, we had 12 attempts. I thought, you know, we did a pretty good job when you're looking at our completion. You know, we don't throw the ball all too often, and one of those was the interception. We were 7 for 12. They did have a tip pass that would have been another completion, um, which would have pushed us close to, you know, 9 of 12. But I thought, like I said, I mean, overall, I thought we played well. I thought we played tough. Uh, you know, we've been playing really mistake-free from a penalty standpoint. Yeah, um, only you know, what, just mean, a few penalties just, in that yeah, game. Yeah, just 20 yards worth of penalties. We um, – you know, I mean, nothing, nothing much. One of those was actually a 15-yard penalty that was really a bad call. Um, kid was holding our kid, and our guy was trying to, you know, break his wrist. You know, which is what we teach them to do when they're holding you. And they thought he was a, you know, they thought it was an unsportsmanlike throwing a punch. Uh, oh, they, didn't, okay. they didn't eject okay. him out of the game, but they did. Uh, they did throw a personal foul, unsportsmanlike uh, play on it, but. You know, nonetheless, I mean, we did a good job, um, but, you know, we found the end zone, which was great from the previous week. You know, we were close, but we couldn't punch it in. We were able to find the end zone. Um, you know, we're looking to find the end zone more this upcoming week, too, as well. So teams improving, got better from week one to week two, uh, looking better, looking looking forward to getting better week two to week three. Yeah, with that, uh, Coach, uh, uh, how's your uh, injury situation, anybody? You know, that, yeah. that's, uh, that's I mean, important. You know, we, we, we had William Russell went down, uh, number 19 for us, and we've talked about him on the show. Yes. Um, that really kind of hampered our offense uh, early on because when he was down, we really didn't have a, another what we call H player or he plays the H position. We didn't really uh-huh. have a guy that uh, could do all the things that he – you know the scheme this this week this past week against Parkview was kind of built around William. Uh, he was coming back obviously from not having played for a while, and then he played in the Jamboree, and then he played in VC, and he was kind of getting his win back from VC. So we were really going to put a lot of 
a lot on his plate. And then when he went down, that kind of really limited what we were capable of doing on offense uh, really for the rest of the game. He wound up coming back in the fourth quarter um, and played for us. I think he took a break in the third quarter, um, going from halftime into the third quarter. Um, you know, but we, we kind of used him sparingly on the offensive side when he did come back in the fourth quarter. So I think he's fine. Um, you know, we did get J.D. Hidalgo back at practice today, so that's big. Um, he's been out really since the red and white game. He played a snap or two against V.C. Um, Luke Landry has a little bit of an ankle issue, issue, but nothing serious. I mean, everybody's got typical week yeah, three. Bumps and bruises. Bumps yeah. and bruises, nothing, nothing major. And um, the reason I said that about uh, Will Russell is because I saw where Chauvin punted a little bit for you, and I know, well, he's been, and I he's, know Russell's uh, pretty much a punter. Yeah, and I'll tell you, let me tell you, you know, Jack Chauvin, I, I'm glad you brought that up. Jack has done an incredible job uh, of punting. He's flipped field position for us in every game. Um, Gunnar Brown did a great job with his snaps. Uh, you know, big congratulations to another sophomore, Bennett Boudreau. He made his first extra point. He's a sophomore too as well. So we had sophomore quarterback throw it to sophomore uh, receiver to sophomore kicker to hit in the extra point. So, you know, great job by all those guys. But, um, no, Jack's done a great job going back there and punting the ball and flipping field position for us. He's done – He's 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 held his own. Let me put it that way. And he's got big he had big shoes to fill with William being out. You know, William's got that flip hip flexor issue, which can flare up on him. So you know, we try to limit his punts. Sure, um, sure. but no, Jack's done a great job of that. Yeah, yeah. You understand? Other interception was by Jaden Mitchell, mm-hmm. uh, another uh, sophomore. Yeah. Tristan Lewis, a legend in tackling. So I see when some of the stats I'm looking at. Yep. And, uh He uh, had another fine game. Of course, uh, two points. A two-sport athlete at Catholic High yep. basketball and football, along along with uh, Jaden Mitchell. That's right. So it's good to see those sophomores out there getting a little experience too. I, I tell you, we had two guys too, you know, on the offensive side to highlight, and I got a couple guys on defense to highlight too as well. Two guys, you know, that I thought ran hard for us. We had they combined for over twenty-five attempts. They had close to, you know, they did have a hundred yards. Was Denim Mason and Javon Brown. I thought those two guys played well for us. Um, you know, Denim averaged four point two yards per carry. Javon three point eight. Um, Denim did a nice job. You know, he's he's got probably the best vision in terms of uh, in our backfield. Uh, he did a really nice job making some jump cuts and, and finding some open lanes. And Javon Brown had a nice, like I told you, you know, going in for that score. I want to say he had a 12 to 13 yard run um, that he picked up and put us in that in, in, in good position that we could take that shot. Uh, you know, into the end zone to Chris Green. So I mean, I thought those guys played well. You know, we do need to get better in our. Uh, and our blocking from the running back position, we did have. We, we we felt like we could outnumber them with playing eleven on eleven with having a quarterback runs. We didn't do a a great job of blocking when we did when we did tag our Q runs to it. Then you know that's something that we're focusing on this upcoming week to be better in that. Um, but I mean, those two guys did do, did do a nice job. They moved the chains for us. They you know as we say, fall for four, right? I mean, get hit at two and fall for four. And we're gonna if we stay that, we can continue to keep moving the chains. Defensively, two guys up front that played very well for us um, was Gerard Shank and uh, Devin Mouton. Um, guys not maybe not have made a ton of tackles, but, man, they just played with relentless effort, uh, got up and down the field, um, made some plays, put pressure on the quarterback. So I was really proud, especially over the last two weeks compared to what – over the last two weeks and compared to what they did on Friday night, I thought they did a good job. Um, offensive line did a lot better. 
you know, we made a decision to leave James Jones just on the offensive side and not play him both ways. James played both ways against VC, um, and, you know, it was kind of tough for him to handle that, so we just put him on offense. His grade improved tremendously from week one to week two. Uh, Drew Desimo had a great game. He graded out as an 87. He had the most flat backs for us. Uh, Will Menville played a, you know, he played a solid game, and, you know, Will's a guy that's a two-way player, plays both offense and defense. Uh, Roan Judis, another sophomore, uh, getting a job done for us on the offensive line. So, um, and Thomas Boye, that's the other guy I wanted to mention, both offense and defense. I thought Thomas, we made a move from Thomas playing center to guard two weeks ago. Um, you know, we felt like Drew was a better option for us at the center position, especially when somebody plays a zero over that guy. You know, Thomas is our starting Mike linebacker, and he's playing a lot of snaps. He plays a ton on special teams. And with a guy who plays a lot and he's got a, you know, he's the first person to touch the ball on the offensive side, fatigue is not a good situation to be in. So we moved him to guard and moved Drew to center, and I think that our offensive line has benefited tremendously from it. Um, one thing that we are going to focus on is finding a way to get the tight end more involved in the uh, passing game. We made another move late with Connor Segura going to tight end. Um, and he's done a good job from a blocking standpoint, but we got to find a way to get him in a, a, get him invested in and involved in the in the passing game because that's going to loosen up that box for us a little bit. And right now he's just not having to be honored as much because we haven't had a chance to really throw the ball to him. So um, all in all, like I said, I mean Tony, you know, you, 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 we were scheduled to have a trip that was only going to take roughly about an hour and fifty minutes. It took us two and a half hours to get down there. Is that to get over the bridge? Yeah, man, my goodness. I mean, you, you know, you even you, you, you plan for thirty minutes of you know some type of issue. I mean, we left school at two two forty five. We leave in New Iberia, and we caught the. Uh, the train right here on uh, Jane Street. So that was another 15 minutes. We were backed up, and then we were smooth sailing, and then we wound up getting closer to Baton Rouge right by Lobdell, and we hit every traffic that you could imagine. Then it started raining on us, so that wasn't any better. Uh, We didn't wind up getting to Parkview. We were planning to get there at 420. We didn't even get there until 5. And we didn't feed the kids at school because we were leaving at 2.30, and they eat lunch roughly at about 1 o'clock. So uh, we, we, we had food for them. Uh, you know, actually, Gerard Shanks' daddy, who works out there in Baton Rouge, he was able to provide that, so I want to thank him. Um, that was great. You know, we already had food set up for us at Parkview, and, uh, you know, even though we didn't get there on time, it was still a great great setup, great environment, and just great atmosphere. Yeah, 21-7. Uh, of course, you're always uh, hoping uh, that uh, you can put another point or a point or two up on the board or touchdown or two, I should state. And, uh, but good, uh, if regular bumps and bruises, you come out of that, you journey to uh, play another AAA team come yep. Thursday night. The game is Thursday night, folks. So yep. uh, if you want to uh, head to Erath, which is uh, approximately 15 miles down the road on uh, Highway 14, uh, to enjoy the Panthers. Kane Radio will be there that night uh, to broadcast the game. Our airtime will be approximately 6.30 with the kickoff around 7. So as the Panthers journey to take on the Bobcats. And, uh, Coach, uh, let's just go ahead and take a break sure. and come back and tell us a little bit about the Bobcats you'll we'll play this Thursday. So you're listening to Kane Radio, uh, FM 107.5 and AM 1240. We'll be back uh, and talk about the uh, ERAD Bobcats right after this. My name is Dr. Abigail Hennigan-Daly, and I'm so excited to share that I've partnered with my dad at Hennigan Team Dentistry. My roots are here in Iberia Parish. I grew up in the practice, and I'm a Catholic Eye alumni. Being able to come home and serve the people of Iberia Parish and the surrounding areas is a dream come true and a complete honor. Allow me to continue the tradition by caring for and uniting with you to develop a beautiful, healthy smile. Call our office today at 364-2156 and schedule an appointment. We look forward to hearing from you. 
Looking for a quick and easy no-hassle loan? Look no longer and go visit Sherlow or Ruby at Allstate Credit. The good folks at Allstate Credit are willing to help you with a small loan. They will treat you as a special and personable customer because they've been serving New Iberia for almost a half a century. So stress no longer. Come visit Sherlock or Ruby at Allstate Credit at 1112 Center Street or call them at 364-4538. Allstate Credit all the time. This ranch is not about cattle or animals. We're talking about plants and much, much more. That's the Landscape Ranch right here in New Iberia. You can find all sorts of plants such as annuals, palm trees, and container trees, as well as a variety of chemicals and fertilizers to keep them healthy. Locally owned, they provide bulk materials such as sand, soil, limestone, rock, and they'll deliver right to your doorstep. While you're there, you can visit their lobby. You'll find gifts provided by local artists. The Landscape Ranch, located where Jefferson Terrace meets Main Street. We have a new player on the field that he's ready for kickoff with a delicious ice-cold Coca-Cola. And the kick. Ice giving him a little trouble as a few cubes shake loose. He's probably going to pour it here, and he does. The glass is full. Can he go all the way? He did it! Oh, wow! And just listen to that fizz! That might have been the most refreshing thing that I've ever seen. Coca-Cola. Taste the feeling. The hits of the 60s, 70s, and 80s on Kane 107.5. Welcome back to the CHS Coaches Show. I'm your host, Tony Landry, along with head football coach and athletic director Scott Watney. And coach, you know your journey 15 miles up the road uh, Thursday. Folks, again, remind you the game is at uh, Thursday at 7 o'clock is the kickoff over at, uh, I'm not sure if it's Bobcat Stadium uh, over in uh, Erath, Louisiana. So uh, if you plan to attend the game, 7 o'clock kickoff Thursday night. And is this one of those games where the referees say, could you move a game up? That is that is correct. Yep, that's that's what this game is. Um, do you all have the usual, uh, I'd say, six-minute water breaks too still? Yeah, so right now, yeah, all the way in the month of uh, August and September, uh, we'll we'll continue to have the six minute. They'll extend it into October, depending on just weather. But um, yeah, they still give us uh, the six minute timeout uh, or heat timeout, which actually is a, I mean, it's actually a blessing in a lot of ways because I mean, you, you get a chance to get your guys to the sideline, you get a chance to possibly talk over a play that you're contemplating on, or get your defense set up, or think of something special teams wise. So it's actually. You know, it's nice. I mean, you're really not playing with three timeouts. You know, you're playing with five. You know, so that's a you know, it, it, it can work to your favor. We yeah. we used it to our advantage uh, this past week, so it was, it was good. But, we, but that'll continue, or that's pegged to stop on September at the end of September. But if it's still pretty hot, which it can be in Louisiana in October, they they'll they'll let us know as head coaches when we meet at the pack meeting um, before the game. Well, you know what else, too, is that the temperatures have been a little cooler lately, too. Been. You know, and uh, come this week, uh, we're going to see some temperatures in the uh, 60s uh, during the course of the evening. So, meaning, but it, of course, it'll be closer to sunrise and all. But yeah. uh, it, things are starting to cool off a little bit, and hopefully, we'll have uh, maybe a, a preemptive uh, a, a first come uh, fall a little e- uh, quicker this year. The weather wizard over at Catholic High, Coach David Jordan, told me just that. So hopefully, and he's not he ain't ever wrong about the weather. I can promise you. So he's the person I text every Sunday. Hey, what's the weather look like? And he's he is dead on. So whatever he's got magic up his sleeves, he uh, he knows it. But um, anyway, but, tell us a little bit yeah, about the I, Bobcats. Yeah, so you know, Erath, like I said, they're coming off a win. You know, they lost to Lauraville Week One. 
Um, really had a chance to beat Lorville. Uh, Lorville pulled up some some really nice explosive plays and some trick plays that kind of kept them on their toes. And you know they wound up winning, I think, twenty to fifteen. That's right. And then I think they beat North Vermillion twenty four fourteen, if I'm not mistaken. I think that's correct. Um, also, you know, from an offensive standpoint, their quarterback's a good player. Yeah, that's uh, what I hear. He's a good player. Uh, plays baseball too, as well. I think I think he pitches. Um, he's a he's he's uh, he's a thick kid. You know, I mean, he's a big body kid. I mean, okay. he 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 looks he like looks six foot two hundred pounder. Yeah, I would say so. Okay. I mean, maybe may, may a little bit taller, but I mean, he he looks the part. Um, throws a pretty ball. Um, you know, up front, you know, uh, offensive line wise, you know, they're vertical pass setters, uh, trying to provide a pocket for him. Um, I think that's an area where I think that you know, with our speed guys, um, we can possibly get some you know pressure from from our four guys up front uh, i think that's you know that's one of the things we're looking at doing on how we can create some pressure and get them out of the pocket uh, or at least sack them you know that's obviously would be a great deal they have given up a ton of sacks in the last two games um you know guys have gotten to them both lorville and north vermilion so we're hoping we can do the same they do have a number of four they have a uh, a receiver who wears number four and uh he can play he can scoot um he can catch the ball well uh, you know, and if you miss a tackle, he's he's breaking it for sixty or seventy. So he's definitely somebody we've got to honor. They they traditionally what they have shown, you know, they're a, a ten personnel team, two receivers left, two receivers right. Uh, but they also like to play with what we would call like a sniffer or um, a slot or a hip back. So they'll get two receivers to the left or two receivers right, and then they'll put this guy attached to the tackle uh, as an attached running back and use him for. You know, a split zone where he goes back and box the backside defensive end, or he'll run counter um, where he'll be the pulling. He'll he'll be behind the guard pulling and wrapping for the backer. Uh, they do run what they call pin and pull, um, where they try to pin you inside and pull somebody else around. So they have a good offensive scheme. They run it well. Their backs are patient. Uh, their sniffer guys, the guys that are attached to the tackles, they play hard. They got three guys that do that: number thirty, number twelve, and number forty-four. Uh, number 30, a lot of guys go both ways, so they're kind of in a similar situation with us. Um, they will test you vertically. Um, you know, receivers, like I said, receivers, you know, overall are, you know, above average, but number four can really go. And a quarterback finds a way to just put the ball in place so that they can make a, you know, make a catch. Um, we're going to have to play, again, you know, solid defense, uh, mix mix up some pressures, uh, get to them with four guys because that's obviously advantageous when you can drop seven and get to them with four. Um, you know, we got a good game plan. Coach Orenberg, our defensive coordinator, does a good job, um, did a really good job, only giving up 14 points to Parkview Baptist the night before. You know, obviously seven comes off the interception return for a touchdown. So, um, it'll be it'll be a good challenge for us, but I think one that we've kind of been – preparing for because vc is pretty similar parkview is pretty similar eras pretty similar so we're seeing pretty similar of the same stuff that we've been seeing over the last couple of weeks sidewise coach how do you match up well, uh, on the interior lines and all I, they're bigger than us okay. up front you know right. but i think that's where we can use our speed and quickness um right. to you know to our advantage um so if we play fast if we play like the way we played against parkview you know we're gonna be a tough ball club uh defensively to to play against so Looking forward to that matchup on the defensive side. Um, you know, they're what we would call a four-two four cover four-two-five cover three team. They'll show man, uh, depending on you know 
certain formations. Uh, they will send some pressure, especially when we get into our two by two look. You know, ten personnel. Uh, they do like sending some pressure. So, and we'll get a cover zero look, which will mean there's no safety support help. So that'll be one on one matchups. And if you know we catch it and we break a tackle, you know it should be house call because um, there's nobody else to be back there. Right. Um, so we're gonna have to we're gonna have to block it and we're gonna have to take some shots and make sure we're taking. Uh, you know, we're, we're, we're taking risk, but we're taking more calculated risk. Um, you know, making sure that we're not putting our quarterback in a situation uh, that's going to make him have to make a decision that's, you know, could be, you know, detrimental for the team. So, uh, you know, we got some screens that we're going to try to throw at him. We got our normal run game. Uh, we're going to continue to try to establish the run um, like we've done, you know, all year in the last two weeks, and we've done a good job of doing that. So, if we can continue to establish a run, that'll open up the passing game for us. And we are finally, over the last two years this year, we're not seeing straight cover zero. We're not getting 11 dudes in the box. Uh, I think people are respecting the fact that we can throw the ball, which is going to you know, pay dividends later down the road. Um, you, like you said, we do play a triple-A team, and you know it doesn't stop there. We play two 4A teams after that. So this is... Um, all this is obviously in preparation for you know when we get in a district. Sure. Um, you know, so that's the message we've been telling our guys is is you know working towards this. Um, you know, don't let these games be for nothing as we're preparing for you know what matters obviously is district play. So it was a big a big team, big opponent. Played on a short week. Um, you know, we had a long drive back. We didn't get back until almost twelve o'clock on Friday night. So you know, we need to take advantage of a good Tuesday and Wednesday practice. We had a good practice today. Um, you know, we need to get ready to go get our first victory. You know, we're 0-0 in our eyes. You know, we're not 0-2. We're not. We're, we're, we're putting those things to rest, and we're going to go try and get our first win. Well, Coach, with uh, regards to uh, Erath, do, do you see them on film throwing these little uh, behind-the-line uh, screens yeah, and you see do. them uh, safety valves to a running back uh-huh. or two? Or Yeah, I do. Yeah, they, 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 they have that in their arsenal. They'll be able to – they run some bubble screens. They run some now screens. Um, they're going to try to get the ball out in space and get the ball out of his hands quick. Um, but like I said, he's a good passer. You know, I mean, he, he put a beautiful ball on the sideline against North Familiar, man. I mean, it was not much field space whatsoever. The ball was to the boundary. It was a single receiver. And, man, he, he just put the ball only where his kid could catch. And I'll tell you what, North Familiar kid was in great defensive coverage. I mean, you know, when you when you coach it, you look at it and go, eh, it's just it's a hell of a ball thrown, and it's a nice job of that guy catching it. So, um, but he will. They'll, they'll try to get the ball out early. Uh, but they really want to establish the run. You know, what I, in my opinion, they're a run-first team, and, uh, and they're going to kind of throw it after. You know, they're going to kind of lull you to sleep and then try to take their shots. Yeah, have, you, have your safeties creep up a little bit, and they're going to yep. try to throw over them. Is yep. that what you're saying? Yeah, and they, they do a good job. They run some RPOs, you know, so that run-pass option. And uh, he does a good job with his body language, right? He You know, he hides his numbers. He does a good job with his flashing or his play fakes. And um, like I said, you know, they all it takes is – you know, a safety coming down hard and then, you know, throwing a slant right behind his head and then, you know, you're, you're looking up at the scoreboard and the band's being strike. So yeah. we got, we got to do a good job of defending those things and, um, you know, we'll, we'll be prepared for it. Okay. And uh, what else, uh, of course, uh, with your nicks and bruises uh, that – after, you know, the Jamboree and three ball games, I'm sure you, like you mentioned with one young man, just with a hip flexor issue, but uh, hopefully he'll be ready to play. And uh, hopefully during the course of the week, hopefully uh, Biz won't be too busy, if you know what I no, mean. No, yeah, no, we don't want to, yeah, we want her to be less busy. <laughs> In that regard, Coach, and uh, of course the ERAF Bobcats, Thursday night, Thursday night will be heard right here on Kane Radio. 
FM 107.5 and AM 1240. And, Coach, don't know if you're prepared at all maybe to speak about uh, any of the activities. I know cross country is going on yeah, and so, volleyball and uh, all those other sports. So volleyball won last Thursday against, if I'm not mistaken, Holly Baptist, all three teams, varsity, JV, and uh, – and, and ninth grade, ninth grade JV and varsity. So congratulations, Coach Gary and his program. Um, and then uh, I talked to Coach Brew this morning. Uh, she she had a she had a late night with football on Friday, and then she had to wake up at six o'clock to go get set up for uh, Sergeant Memorial. They had over six hundred runners uh, oh, wow. and cross country. So you know she had her annual Sergeant Memorial uh, cross country race, and she said it went well. A little bit different of a course uh, due to the location, but. Um, but no, I mean, you know, everything is kicking off. Um, you know, cross country is in full swing. Volleyball. Were, were you aware of where they ran? I, I want to say they ran in. Um, uh, was it a- Avery Island? Okay. Yeah, it was, oh, it on was, the I, island itself. I think so. Oh yeah. wow. Yeah, I think so. I didn't get a chance to go. Yeah, it's we a little had, got hills too. It, yeah, you know, a little steeplechase like. They. Um, but I mean, you know, she had over six hundred runners. Um, so oh, I mean, wow. that's a that's a lot of kids out there and uh, boys and girls. And so you know, she she seemed happy this morning you know right. and pleased with the way it was and i think uh coach gary and them have a game on tuesday if i'm not mistaken uh this week so and then i think they have one on thursday they do they have one on tuesday they have one tomorrow and they have one on thursday tuesday is home thursday no stm is tuesday and then thursday i think they're at home so um we, i mean you know it's a it's a light season right now as football volleyball and cross country and swimming and really is the only things that are going on but you know as the football season comes to a close or closing you know that's when basketball starts up and you know then all of a sudden it's full swing athletics oh you're you're right so it, uh, it seems like the whole school gets shaking and moving around all that oh and, absolutely uh, with that getting going and coach uh with regard any other info maybe uh for fans uh you know you're uh have your next home game uh, is. Yeah, so it's going to be another two weeks before we play our next home game. We travel to Erath, like you said, on Thursday, on the 15th uh, of September. Um, and then we go to Leesville, so that, which is a good deal for us because, you know, we play on a short week, but then we get an extra day. Uh, versus take on the Wampus Cats. The Wampus Cats, yep, up in Leesville, which is going to be another hike uh, for us. Um, so we're kind of biting a bullet right now. Uh, this year, but, you know, next year we won't have to make those trips. You know, Parkview will come to us. Leesville will come to us. I mean, going to Eunice wouldn't be that big of a deal, but, you know, I mean, it's still only an hour and a half away. It's not like going, you know, to traveling across the basin in the Mississippi River Bridge for Parkview or going all the way to Leesville. But, um, I understand. But, no, and then we play Eunice at uh, week five for homecoming. And that's what I thought I was going to ask you is I, I thought the Eunice game was a homecoming game, too, yep. out at Catholic High. And uh, then, yeah, we got homecoming, and then the following week we got Ascension, and then we're away for Delcom, and then away for Franklin, and then we're back home for the rest of the season. Yeah, I think uh, we're also going to do that. Del- we're going to do the, of course, this game uh, Thursday night. Then we're going to do the Eunice game, of course, homecoming, and we're going to do the uh, Ascension Episcopal game along with Lorville and West St. Uh, Mary. Mary. I believe we'll yep. be doing we're doing six six games this year. To yeah. my knowledge, yeah, that's great. No, I mean we always appreciate you doing that, and uh, I mean your radio show has been great to us at Catholic High, so we thank you for that. Um, but yeah, we'll uh, that's you know it's going to be like I said, two more weeks before we get back into our home stadium, which is good because our field is going to look pretty. Coach Jordan, Coach Brew is going to get that right, and also of course a new principal at Catholic High this year. Uh-huh. Yeah, Mr. Kyle Bork. Yeah, it's uh, Mr. Kyle Bork's been a pleasure to work with over the last uh, few months, getting a chance to know him and uh, 
you know, he's a big real supporter of obviously of, of athletics. Um, he traveled to Parkview Baptist this past weekend, sat in the stands with the fans and, you know, interacted with our, our family. So that was great to see. Um, and, you know, I, I guess on a, on a, a bright note for us you know one of the guys that you know we hired as our assistant principal we talked on the show matt desimo former ascension episcopal head coach uh he has made his way back in uh, helping the panthers in football so that was great he was in the box on friday night it's in a limited role um but we 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 do have him back and that was great just having him in the box being able to talk to him and 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 see what he sees it from a bird's eye view so i was really happy about that um i mean we've got a number of guys on our staff from you know, Friday night, Joe Lesard, you know, former quarterback, uh, Catholic High, Matt Desimo, obviously we just talked about, Josh Jurassic, uh, you know, Brandon Poche continues to help us from the strength and condition side, and I got three guys that we've talked about before on the show two years ago, Stan Allen, Ian Nathan, and Nick Booty, all those guys are, are Catholic High guys that are, you know, that are there with us, you know, either throughout the week or on Friday, so it's just great having guys that know what it means to be a Panther bleed red and white uh in your program i can't you know i can't say enough about those guys that's not saying not saying enough about the other guys that i have that aren't sure catholic high guys but i mean it's you know coming from a traditional you know all-boy catholic school like holy cross i mean it is it, it means a, a a lot when you see you know guys that have gone through that ringer and gone through that fire um you know from a school standpoint a football program so i'm very grateful to those guys Anyway, Coach, uh, again, want to thank you for coming on. We've got uh, the, the, uh, the Panthers coming on Thursday night, taking on the Bobcats right here on Kane Radio, AM uh, 1240 and FM 107.5. Look forward to a win next week. You can yep, have a thanks, bigger Tony. smile on your face, yeah, uh, Coach. Right. Anyway, uh, of course, as always, uh, the CHS Coaches Show is brought to you in part by uh, Romero Power Sports, uh, Armitage Jewelry, Gulf America Wild Rope, uh, Sestra Wealth Management, the Landscape Branch, Freeman's Furniture, Allstate Credit, or and Glass, Coca-Cola, Hennigan Team Dentistry, the UPS Store, Catholic High School, Mustin Patu, United Companies, B&L Engine Repair, and Seahorse Manufacturing. With that, we'll say good night and God bless. ...of 4th through 12th grade students through academic excellence and Christ-centered values rooted in caring discipline, compassion, and zeal. CHS offers a variety of classes to serve all students, including band, photography, dual enrollment college credit courses, as well as 14 sports for male and female students. Call us today for your personal tour and visit www.chspanthers.com for more details. BNL Engine Service is in need of two diesel technicians who are experienced in repairing and servicing 18-wheelers. You must have your own tools, transportation, and a clean driving record. Pay is dependent upon experience. Benefits include employee health care, holiday pay, and vacation pay. Call 337-365-2111 for more information. Once again, call 337-365-2111. Hi, I'm Tony Landry for Gulf America Wire Rope in Catholic High School. And at Gulf America Wire Rope is an all-field service company which is dedicated to speedy customer service and technical leadership. Gulf America Wire Rope is owned and operated by brothers Jed and Drew LeBlanc, both CHS graduates. Their knowledge and leadership skills were obtained through CHS has brought them success in the business world. Go visit Jed and Drew at their Broussard location, and they're always ready to talk CHS sports. And remember, go Big Red. Hi, I'm Corey Aver, co-owner of R&R Glassworks. We specialize in auto and truck glass repair and replacement, window motors and frameless shower doors. We also handle plexiglass and storefront repair and replacement. 
give us a call at 365-9311 or come by and see us at 1006D 20 Orpit Road in New Iberia. So for all your glass needs, remember R&R Glassworks. Thank you and God bless. Freeman's Food and Furniture has been locally owned and operated since 1941. With their 18,000 square foot showroom floor, Freeman's Furniture Store is certain to have what you're looking for. Need a comfortable mattress? Tempur-Pedic and Sealy are like no other, and they're only available at Freeman's. With 60-month interest-free financing, you couldn't sleep better. Freeman's Food and Furniture Complex, located on the corner of Hopkins and Admiral Doyle Drive, right here in New Iberia. Visit Freeman's soon. Local news, talk, sports. 